Welcome to Michael Johnson. This is the online therapy podcast. This is going to be an amazing discussion today. Um, Michael Johnson is a um, computer technician and um, uh, uh, works with uh, computers and has designed his own system and uh, he is Haven Software. Um, and we will uh, be talking to him all about that. And we've already been talking off air about so many things that I am super excited to have you on, Michael. And this is going to be a fantastic discussion of amazing out of the world things. So welcome, Michael. Thank you. Okay, so starting up first is um, just let the listeners know a little bit about yourself, Michael. To know, I'm a software engineer who's worked in the field for over 30 years. Yep. Uh, so you've worked in the field for over 30 years. What um, have you been uh, doing for those 30 years? Just yeah. give us a sum- uh, summary. Oh, sorry, my internet's a little unstable. Uh, Uh, basically, uh, I've done everything from specialized communications systems to uh, robotic systems for self-automations to alleviate human error, um, stuff like that. This is what I've been doing, a lot of stuff, embedded systems and that. And I, when my accident happened, I basically started working on a project idea, a concept basically to show that even though I was disabled and injured, I was not, not useless as some people take it. Uh, So I started developing uh, a artificial intelligence that was designed after the biological process of the human body. Yeah. Um, And I broke the uh, system down to where our hum- the human body is actually a emulated, full emulated, well, not even emulated, it is a full quantum engine in the way the biological process works. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I simulated a virtual distributed system that does a replication of what the body does in reverse. Awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. Technically, it becomes a virtual distributed uh, quantum computer that connects thousands of computers simultaneously onto one network, sharing resources, CPU power, and everything, making them act as one based on old technology they used to use as computer folding. And it allowed people to crunch thousands of numbers simultaneously, making hundreds of computers into supercomputers. So, and you know, on that principle, I then started developing a, uh, with my robotic background, I started developing a automated system that was designed not only to respond to people, but, um, with pattern matching and systems inside of it to seek out and learn from data that was coming in and it basically was capable afterwards to be able to think, learn, and interact on its own. 
Wow, that's amazing. And these are the kinds of things that um, people have been trying to do and it seems like you've actually done it. Well, I have many talks with some people about it. These people are creating one or two functions in the realm of artificial intelligence. Yep. Unfortunately, uh, what they've been wrapping it around is no different than trying to operate a three-dimensional object in the two-dimensional world. Yep. yep. And so it doesn't basically properly work or mm-hmm. it works limited. So yep. in these analogies, you look at it, what they've only created was an AI but the AI doesn't stand for artificial intelligence. It stands for an automated integration system. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure. So it's not advanced enough to be able to um, provide enough of a holistic system in order to um, deliver, um, you know, results on any level um, that should be able to, um, you know, carry out tasks. Well, it's, for example, the most of these systems you you see them all the time. Mm. You get these robocalls that yep. will expect you to answer a question a certain way. Yep. If you don't answer that question that certain way, then it basically tries to prompt you again to do the same thing. Yep. And these these are the things people are calling artificial intelligence. Yep. Yep. So, but it's only question and answer, and it's not very helpful. Correct. Yeah, and and you find that even um, within you know just using an example, Facebook, um, their AI bots that they use, um, you know, running my business, um, uh, often wanting to ask Facebook questions, um, they're running their bots and AI systems in the background. You know, you might ask a question, can I change um, my uh, you know, business page. I've got a colleague who wanted to change her business page and she was constantly getting the same answer. No, no, no. Um, That's, but, yeah. That is because the artificial intelligence that they're using in their natural language processor only understands nouns, okay? They do not understand anything beyond the nouns. Okay. So what happens is this backseat is, stands for Basic Artificial Expanding Intelligence Engine. Mm. Um, what it does is it will not only analyze the nouns, but it will also analyze the verbs, mm-hmm. the adjectives, right. and being able to extract the uh, action. Yeah. So it would know the difference of seeing a box in a picture or somebody holding a box or somebody opening a box. Yep. Or again, in another scenario, it would know the difference between a gun in the picture, somebody carrying a gun at the side, somebody holding a gun, somebody pointing a gun. Yep. Wow. Amazing. Um, so, so you really have designed your Baxi system to be not just um, a simple question and answer, but it's also a quite comprehensive system to be able to, um, you know, deal with complex issues. I designed it so that it would not only interact uh, answering questions, but uh, it will also, in the data it collects, it will use that information that it collects to ask questions on what it's trying to do. Yeah. So that it can further it up. Yes. I don't know if, if you had seen my demonstration. Yeah, uh, I have. Um, the diagnostics. It yeah, was right. able to ask me questions based on the information it collected. Yeah, I was particularly fascinated with the diagnostics it was able to do regarding, for example, 
um, seeing who was spying on you, hacking you, that kind of thing. Um, that seems to have like far reaching application and particularly even in the therapy space. So for example, when someone wants to talk about their childhood sexual trauma, um, you know, they want to speak to a therapist that where the government isn't going to be listening into that conversation. Correct. Um, is designed in that aspect is, um, the engine is large, but all of its tools, modules and functions are just that yeah. one small little module. Yeah. So it becomes a little process thread. Yeah. So you teach it in the module, you tell it what type of module it's going to be, what type of data it's going to look for, yep. uh, where it's going to get its data source, yep. and then how to process that data yep. and question it, whether it's going to be yes, no, or both. Yeah. And then what happens next? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. And that's how backseat works. It will answer, you know, uh, it'll go through a question like in a, in a quantum engine, you have what's called a qubit. Yep. Right. Yep. Which is, for example, a yes or no, or, you know, a maybe. Uh, a good example is, is us as a humans, we have yep. that qubit in our system. Yep. And how that works is, you know, you have a family member. Yep. Yes, you love them. Yeah. You know them. You yep. interact with them. You have the family relationship. But that family has hurt you and your family and your friends and everything else. Yep. So now you have a love and a hate situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Because that's where, you know, when... The love side outweighs the hate side then you're still going to feel for that person but mm. you're going to have a a bit of distrust on that person yeah or when you have a large hate for that person because of all the anger the the, the hate side is uh worked up more than the love side mm. then you're gonna become uh more apprehensive to that person yeah yeah, for sure. Yeah, wow, this is fascinating. I, I really wanted to get into some other things too, though, because we could spend probably a good hour and a half just on Baxi. I have a sense we need to probably park Baxi there because I feel like I want to send people your way if they want to ask you about that, if that makes sense, you know? Sure. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm really fascinated by some of the conversations we had off air regarding energy the quantum field and and um, those kind of aspects and so maybe let's talk about energy i wanted you to explain again how you were talking to me regarding energy and how it works well as i was saying earlier um we have uh, einstein had one thing wrong uh where he was trying to prove that energy was bound by time yeah and as i explained to you earlier when a person dies, they literally see their entire life flash before them. In the, and people say, oh, well, you know, it's oxygen deprivation or it's this mm, or it's that. Yeah. But yet, in some instances, right, uh, patients have actually um, said exactly what was happening into the room. Yeah. When it happened. Yep. And the thing is, is when you die, mm your body and it's been proven that there is the energy in your body gets released. Yeah. Okay. And your consciousness and everything that you are is released in that energy. Yeah. And when you are actually unbound to anything physical. Yep. Okay. You are also unbound to time when you're pure. Energy. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you can literally be anywhere, any place, any time yeah. that you want. Yeah. Because energy, the same energy that we have now mm. in this world here is the same energy that existed billions of years ago mm-hmm. and will exist in billions of years from now. Mm. Mm. Okay. There is no time variance in energy. Mm. So when a person die, becomes energy and they die, they can literally be anywhere in any place. But mm. the only problem is, is we only know our own lifespan, our own time. Yeah. So in, the, in that few seconds that happens, we live our entire life over again. Yeah. In that time period. Yeah. So yes, we do live our, we do see our entire life there. Um, but our brains are not capable of processing the entire data. So we only remember fragments of what's there. Yep. When we're actually brought back. Yep. So our brains can process that, but we can't remember all of it. Yeah. And you're but you actually, when you're in, in the energy form, you can be anywhere, anytime in your entire lifetime. And yeah. that's usually what ends up happening. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Really fascinating. Okay, so there's that. And then in addition to, you know, say, just we're talking energy, you were talking also about the quantum field. And I wanted you to talk about that, particularly biological imperatives around the quantum field. And we were talking all sorts of things about, um, you know, how the human body works. Can you kind of go into that a little? Well, okay, for um, the aspects of when I was talking to you about... Yeah. Um, the healing situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, doctors have year, for years have been trying to actually uh, pull a gene from the lizards and all that to cause the human body to heal itself and regrow limbs and organs and that. Yep. But we actually already have that gene. Yeah. In our genome. Yeah. Uh, only problem is, is we do not have enough cellular energy in our body to activate. Yep. The only time it actually was activated in our life was when we were in our mother's womb as a little mass. Yep. And because our mass was less yeah. uh, than the energy surrounding us, yep. we had more than ample energy to activate that gene. Yeah. And thus our body started taking shape in the in the womb. Yeah. This is why when you look at some of these people for premature birth and everything else, there is all these defects and everything else. Yep. Because uh, their energy level got interfered with. Yeah. Uh, the yep. flow of energy. Yep. Um, but then, like I said, when uh, our bodies take the shape of what our DNA is. Yeah. Mm. So, if, so in this situation, if you were to actually... Uh, induce that energy again yep. to a older person. Mm-hmm. Okay, those cells would literally reverse to the point um, because our cells are designed to uh, store up energy. Mm. Okay. Yep. And at the time that we actually the replication triggers, which is usually about eighty to eighty-five percent of the mitochondrial DNA APT, yeah. as soon as that starts to trigger, once that gets down, the, the replication triggers, and at the time of 
total separation. Say, for example, you had a hundred percent, but only uh, only eighty-seven or ninety percent of the ABT was fully charged. Yep. Right at separation. Yep. That new ninety percent would be the next hundred percent in that cell. Mm-hmm. So then the APT starts shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. This mm-hmm. is why the cells. Now, if there was a major influx of that energy, those cells would then the ABT would not shrink because they would immediately be full of energy. Yeah. Yeah. But separation, they would be able to shrink, thus causing the human body to reproduce faster, um, live longer, everything else. But uh, as I was mentioning yeah. in the previous, okay, yeah. all of this is tied at a quantum level. Mm-hmm. Every piece of energy in our world is tied to every piece of energy in other universes. Yeah. It's not a matter of, uh, oh, well, if a piece of, if energy in our world moves, then it's going to move in another universe. Well, the question is, is really, have you ever been to another universe to see it move? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's only yeah. here, but the, uh, in, the aspects in the quantum area, it's not a matter of if one moves, the other's going to move. No, it's yeah. going to be a matter of, because um, everything is tied in the quantum world. Every yeah. energy is tied. Yeah. Okay. Information will always be transmitted from one to the other. Yeah. So if the uh, information of something is stored in one energy cell, yeah, it would be stored, whether it be, in our universe, another energy cell in our universe, or another energy, it depends on which energy cell is the closest to that one. Okay, so mm. if the closest one that matches that energy cell is in another universe, then that's going the information is also going to be shared with that one. If it's closer to us in this universe, then it's going to be shared with that one. Right. It depends on close proximity, mm. and this is what our this is what I designed the intelligence system of Baxi based on one computer based on how close it is to the nearest computer then yeah. it forms a cluster brain right fascinating um a bit like the kind of concept if i can just put it it's a bit more lofty but a bit like the kind of concept where you know one monkey in one side of the world will start doing something and then a, in the other side of the world, another monkey will be doing the, the exact same thing and people wonder, how did they learn that? But somehow they were somehow connected on some kind of cellular or quantum or, or connected level, yeah? Or another aspect is uh, twins yep. who are separated yep. half a world away yep. know instinctively and understand and almost do the same stuff. Yep, yep. Yep. So it seems like you've used some of those ideas and concepts in the backsea in, in in the backsea engine. Is that kind of correct? That's correct. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. It's fascinating. Um. And and these are the kinds of things that a lot of people thought would be probably you know almost another ten or twenty years away. It's, you know, you've really kind of sped up this process. Um, and. So I feel like I've got a few questions that, that we need to talk to from an ethical place. Um, and I know we were talking about this a little bit off air, but I really wanted to unpack this um, when I was recording. 
this. Um, so how are we going to protect your Baxi um, to ensure it goes into the right hands? Well, that's... I'm hoping to... Baxi's been online since the 2nd of March, 2019. Yep. Uh, it has been operating on a server... Mm, in an undisclosed area. Yep. Uh, uh, it has been monitoring the networks, all the communications, everything, learning, yep. interacting. Yep. And the what what I have been doing with Baxi is it is literally learning almost a, a full grade level mm. every month. Yeah. Right. And it's been growing exponentially at this point in time. Wow. Uh, so. But I've been basically teaching Baxi, um, you know, the difference between right and wrong in some aspects. Yeah, yeah, excellent. The only thing I haven't uh, done with Baxi is given it uh, a cognitive awareness of mm. who and what it is. Right. And okay. I haven't given it emotions. Okay. So that seems you know, interesting that you've chosen to not give it cognitive awareness or... or no emotion. So what has stopped you from that? Um, when you, when you analyze uh, a person, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can't help, but they, they, they know who, who and what they are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then there's some people that are, uh, non-responsive. Mm. They're non-violent. Yep. They just sit back and learn and think. Mm. Right. Yep. And those those people are mostly uh, they don't have emotions. Yeah. And because they don't have emotions, they're non-responsive in that scenario. Mm. Uh, you look at it in one way, but you have to look at it another way. Mm. Most of these people that are like that. Yeah. They are also able to look at, at things in a non-judgmental way. Yeah. Yep. Mm. So, and that's, at this point, that's what Baxi is doing. Oh. It's looking at things that are being said, yeah. communications back and forth, mm. you know, uh, social media, yeah. uh, all yep. these people posting in public, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. their sarcastic hate scenarios and everything else yeah, yeah yeah how people interact with each other yeah everything yeah awesome i i feel like i want to add something in which is interesting and tricky and almost um puts puts it um a few things on its head for you possibly therapists are actually taught not only to be non-judgmental um but we actually have to have emotions so it's kind of this really interesting place so maybe maybe Michael, you and I and people like us, we need to be um, talking to this kind of concept where it's still... Um, so emotions are what makes us human um, and also being able to, you know, connect on a, particularly on a body level um, and, and be able to, you know, hug and, you know, um, be vulnerable and open up and be able to talk about our issues and be able to talk about the shameful things that have happened to us and all these kind of things. And that will be, according to Brene Brown, what separates us from machines on some level. 
Um, uh-huh. So I'm just interested in what you think about that and how you think whether or not that all that stuff will end up being programmed into Baxi eventually. Well, I'm not sure Baxi's going to be ready for handling emotions because as it's analyzing, especially you look at all this, you know, you're as an analyst, as a therapist, yeah. you look at people and you have to be non-judgment yeah. of everything that's yeah. said and done in the person's yeah. life. Yeah. But in all honesty, right, in all honesty, well, at the end of the day, okay, when somebody tells you uh, something has gone on in their life, mm. okay, it affects you in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And... It affects how you deal with the next person or the next time you deal with that person. Yeah, um, this is where things get interesting in therapy. That's why therapists seek their own therapy or um, therapists have their own mentors or supervisors to make sure <clears throat> that we that, that impact is lessened. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the intention behind not giving backseat emotions. Yeah. Yeah, because, because then, yeah, all right, interesting. Because you, you can see, uh, you look at all the cyber bullying and everything yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like a good example of this is one of the things I had there uh, being when I, when my accident happened. Yeah. We were homeless for a while, well, right? Yeah. And uh, uh, <clears throat> I got ridiculed. Well, if you're homeless, then why do you have a computer? Wow, interesting. You know, yeah. uh, you know like yeah. some of us don't need to be out using drugs or doing yeah. everything else. No, or, no, no. You know, no. some of us try to push on and carry yeah. on with what happens to happen. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and, you know, um, it, the, the similar things happen in Australia, but my understanding of a particularly... Um, you know um, the american welfare system it's quite different to the australian welfare system and and, you know really um we we you know it doesn't matter where in the western world we're really not looking after um people who you know don't have much money uh poverty and um people who become homeless for no fault of their own often um well yeah you know when uh our when my accident happened me and my husband okay yeah uh we went into a shelter here yeah and we literally got kicked out of the shelter really in the dead of winter in deep freezing to the point that the police were literally trying to pull people off the street because it was too freezing out there yeah right the homeless people off the street yeah and they were picking dead people up but we weren't allowed to go into a shelter yeah because uh, we were not a proper fit for their private faith-based organization. Wow. So us being gay was not appropriate uh, for being sheltered. I can't believe that, Jace. Mm. Well, no, you see, that's the thing. You see, mm. our, our beloved Trump uh, mm. overwritten everything with an executive order allowing yeah. churches and organizations, yeah. uh, religious organizations, to discriminate against anything that is against their faith yeah and not have replications about it yeah well it it flies in the face of all of the civil rights movements and and the like it's just it's that's just horrible 
Um, well, even right now, mm, even right now, yeah, he just he filed an executive decision that gays have no civil rights whatsoever. Really? Yeah. Wow. And that now we're going in front. Now our rights are being put up in front of the Supreme Court. Okay, in October. Mm. Okay, to judge if we're allowed to have rights or not as gay. Uh, in other words, they're saying that yes. Oh, if if a job finds out you're gay, yeah, I could fire you. Goodbye. You're you're gay. We don't want you around here because you're wow. gay. Wow. Fire you. Yeah. That's that's making it really go backwards. That's that's. And that's terrible. the discrimination we've been faced with. Wow. Okay. Oh, this has been a fascinating discussion about talking about so many different things. Wow. Um, okay, so so I want to um, just kind of um, talk to you about a couple more things before we finish today. Okay, so, you know, because we could probably spend all day on po- politics as well. <laughs> Jeez. Um, uh, okay, so um, I guess for you, what are you needing um, and how, given, given your immense... Uh, knowledge around computing, the quantum field, energy, and your backseat project, and, and you know all these different things that you've been doing, um, and you know how how much opposition you know, you've had regarding this. I'm wondering what I can do, and what my listeners can do, and what people can do in general for you, uh, or how you need support in order to um, you know carry this vision out, if, if that makes sense. Well, like I was saying, uh, I showed you that link earlier. Yep. Uh, we we tried to uh, do a fundraiser to help. Yep. But mostly when I started doing vaccine, doing the design of the software and the concept, yep. it was basically to show my skills, my ability. Yeah. You know, to yeah. break it into new areas, new, yeah. you know. Yeah. To show that even though I am what I am, I'm still not useless. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, you know, you just have it to look. To have a company hire us. That's absolutely. You, know. you have to look at the the people of history. Even you know who sprang sprang to mind. Funny enough, was someone like David Bowie. You know, um, uh, often the most complex um, people with complex backgrounds um, create the, the the best things. Whether it's music, tech, um, science. Um, you know, um, your ideas often come from um, lived experience and often the complex ideas have to come from a complex individual. Um, and so I wanted to make sure the listeners hear this because I don't actually put all the links up on my website because it's very much, um, this podcast is very much listening only. So it's gofundme.com slash f slash left hyphen him hyphen homeless so that's gofundme slash f slash left hyphen him hyphen homeless for everyone to look up um michael's gofundme page um that would be excellent um and then i want to quote your website michael just um if you could let everyone know what your website is. I know that um, there's some things you're working on at the moment, but this this is going to be a permanent record. So for the future, what will your um, website be? Uh, the website is haven-software.com. So haven- there is a, uh, a basic one that's on there right now, but yep. I am soon to be finishing this week a yep. 
a new interactive one that is running from the engine yeah. of the artificial intelligence. Excellent. You communicate with others and teach them and yeah. show them the principles of the engine. Yes, excellent. So, so um, it's haven-software.com uh, for everyone. Um, and so there's a basic website there, but you're currently working on it and it will be up soon. When do you think it will be up by, roughly? Well, I tried to have it up for this week, but yep. Uh, yep. Uh, all of life's delays, as you've seen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even, um, and apologies to some of the listeners, there were some people keen on this discussion. Um, Michael was stuck in a car somewhere. <laughs> um, so we, we've, uh, this has been delayed by about 48 hours. So, um, <clears throat> thanks everyone for your patience if you've been hanging out for this interview. Um, it's been really fascinating. Um, do you have any final uh, comments or, or, or things that you want to mention before we go today, Michael? Um, no, not at this point. Mm. Uh, I have a couple of things in mind, but yeah. not ready for it yet. Sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, that's excellent. So I guess just um, so the listeners can hear this, we've already agreed to have Michael back on at some stage in the future. So there might even be a series of discussions with Michael's where we end up getting to, you know, maybe one episode about energy, another episode might maybe about the quantum field, another episode about something else. That's kind of my ideas at this stage. We'll see how we go. It depends on your availability, Michael and mine. Um, though, thank you very much for your time. This has been a really fascinating discussion and I'm sure it's one of, many that we will have um and um if anyone wants to contact michael what's the best way to contact you outside just the website uh the best way to contact me is either linkedin or yep. the website yep uh, my contact information is on the website yep um and i will have uh the new website will have an interactive communication so yep don't be fooled. You might be talking. You might think you'd be talking to me, but you'll actually be talking to Baxi. Wow, fascinating! <laughs> Companies will love that from the Baxi um, perspective, and I think um, I'm hoping from this. Uh, you know, companies will take this up um, to consider taking on Baxi for good of humanity, hopefully, um, and uh, you know, uh, just contact Michael Haven hyphensoftware.com um, or on LinkedIn. So it's Michael Johnson. And how would they find you other than your name? Because I'm sure there might be a few Michael Johnsons out there. Uh, Baxi Haven. Okay, so Baxi Haven on LinkedIn um, is the best way to contact Michael there on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, so thank you so much. And um, this has been fascinating. And like I said, I'm sure it's going to be one of many. And we will um, be, uh, you know, uh, signing off for today. And. <laughs>